Hello, everybody. Adam Parks here with another episode of Receivables Roundtable. Today, I am here with Jeff DiMatteo from American Profit Recovery up in Massachusetts. I believe you guys also have an office in uh, Michigan as well. How are you doing yeah, today, yeah. Jeff? Very good. Thanks for having me. Great to talk to you again. Absolutely. So for those of you that don't know Jeff, Jeff was one of the first guys that I saw in this industry that really started getting out in front of the media um, interacting with different organizations and putting himself out there as an advocate for the industry. And this is going back to my first days in the space. And it was always something that I kind of looked at from the sidelines and admired somebody who was willing to put themselves out there like that. And as time has progressed, it was, was one of my inspirations for becoming more engaged in the public light on behalf of the receivables management and debt collection industries. But Jeff, for anybody who's not familiar with you, could you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got to the seat that you're in today? Sure, sure. Um, well, like most of us, I like to joke that we I went to school for debt collections, right? <laughs> no, no one has done that. Um, we all kind of found our way into it. Well, well, my way into it was my college roommate started in the collection industry right out of college, mm -hmm. and uh, he had kind of been getting me for years, hitting me up. You should try this. You should try this. You should try this. And ended up doing it, went to work for a, a nationwide collection agency, uh, opened up my own office there, was a VP there for a bit. And then um, a group of us decided we could do it better. So we thought we could do it better. And, and uh, about 18 years ago, 19 years ago going on now, uh, we, we gave it a shot. And, uh, and now we have uh, Michigan and, and I'm here in Mass. And uh, Hopefully we're doing it better. Well, I, for, at least from the outside looking in, it looks like you guys are doing just great. Um, can you tell everybody a little bit about American Profit Recovery and what makes you guys special? Sure, sure. So we are a, a third-party collection agency. Uh, that, that's all we do. Uh, we got about uh, 5,000 clients nationwide. Um, we handle all kinds of industries. Um, we do some medical. We do some uh, overdraft protection for banks. Um, we do work for banks. Uh, one niche kind of has been has become the lawn care industry. We do a lot of work with them. We work with a couple of larger ones and some of their software companies, and we do a lot of that. And then we do a lot of uh, other landscapers. We deal with the funeral uh, funeral homes, the vets, the oil dealers, um, the dentists. The, so we get a variety of clients. Um, most of them small to medium size. Um, like I said, nationwide. Well, and that's got to bring some unique challenges, right? Having so many clients with a smaller volume, that's got to it's got to add some serious administrative burden. Yeah, it, it definitely does. You know, one of the reasons why we started uh, 18, 19 years ago is, it, um, was we thought we could add some more customer service to the industry. We felt like the industry was really, really missing out on technology, really missing out on customer service. Um, and so, so along that lines, um, we're, we're very heavy, rely a lot on our customer service and touching those small clients to, to keep them educated, to keep them on board, to keep them using us and remind them the importance of it. Well, you guys were one of the first organizations out there that really started using video. And it looks like, at least from the outside, that you were using video to communicate both with the consumer and with the client themselves, right? And providing that level of education and understanding. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what that experience was like and what kind of results that you've seen? I mean, because you guys have been doing video since 
Yeah, know, a long time. Yeah, early two thousands. Yeah, um, seems like many many people do video now. Um, we were doing it before we had the big cameras, and and we were we, we uh, just jumped right in. We and, and really, you you said the word education. We really started it off to educate um, people, both clients, what we're about, um, but consumers. Um, really, and then really the larger audience or the larger uh, key players like legislators in the media um, and regulators, because um, it's amazing how many times you go in and, and you, you tell your story to um, a legislator and they say debt collections and they say, uh, oh, yeah, you just harass people right until they pay or you pay, pay pennies on the dollar for what you buy. And, well, no, this here's what we do. And, and then and then we tell our story. And that's really what our videos and our social media has has gone to more. It's, it began only education. And now it's more we're telling our story, telling the story of our industry and what we do and how we do it and how we're helping people, helping businesses and helping consumers. So now I, I like to say it's it's tell the story now. Well, good, good storytelling is good sales, right? And so being able to tell your story and to leverage the available formats. I mean, look, we, we're managing hundreds of websites across the receivables management and debt collection spaces. And what we've seen over, over the past, call it 10 years, is a dramatic shift towards mobile-enabled content, number one, right? Like, you get a letter in the mail from American Profit Recovery, first thing you're going to do is you know, probably grab your phone and do a quick Google search, right? So yeah. there, there's kind of that side of the world um, and, and kind of managing some of that. I think it's been really interesting to see how um, how our industry has has adapted for that but then also comes the the video content right and so like we're going mobile and we're going video and we're seeing a lot more video content ultimately being consumed on grand scale and i'm sure with being one of the first movers you guys are probably seeing an exponential um you know viewability on the types of videos that you've been creating and i've also as i was going through your website saw that you've integrated some of the videos directly into your website for the purpose of, of informational Right, so people can consume the content in their preferred format. They can watch the video, they can read the text, like whatever they yep. want to do, you're enabling that, which I think is good. Yeah, so yeah, so they can find us, right? They find us, like, like you said, they're gonna look at us right away. I mean, it, 15 years ago when we started, right? I think many agencies were, how do I hide? How do I stay under the radar, right? Right. We know, we, we, we chatted about it earlier, you know, the Boston Globe articles about that collection of the 48-hour stories. And, you know, it's just out there. And so, oh, I'm a bill collector. You almost had to say it like that. Um, and then once we started telling it, um, we, we felt like that was so important, um, knowing that we're going to be found, that we're out there, we're doing a job. Why not let people know how we're doing and what we're doing. And, and like you said, they go first thing, Google. So when they pull up your website, what do they see? You know, like what, what is the impression that they're going to get? Um, is it the guy with a baseball bat and chains? That's not what you want. Right. And that's not what we do. So let's tell them what we do. So. I, th I think that's a very realistic approach to it. I mean, I started branding arc, the marketing firm in 2011 um, when everybody still wanted to hide. Right. Yeah. So everybody thought that they were going to be able to stay under the radar Oh, that, you know, the consumer can't see me. They can't sue me. I'm not putting myself out there, right. all that kind of stuff. And I'm going, you're being seen either way. 
And it's been my experience that those that tried to hide lost ground to the ambulance chasers, right? The ambulance chasers that are leveraging search engine optimization and, and search results in order to try and convince consumers to sue you rather than pay you, right? When they tried to hide, those ambulance chasers spent all this time, money, and energy building websites, advertising, and everything else. And now it's taking agencies years to go back and regain that ground right. that they gave up freely. Right. Um, to fight back. At those battle lines is, is really interesting. Um, I mean, that's something we spend a lot of our time on. Yeah. And you said it, Adam. I mean, somebody is going to tell you a story. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, it's it, those attorneys or those consumers that may have had a horror story um, or you, you know, so someone's going to tell you a story. Why not give them the, the, the reality of it, of what we do and how we do it and how we help? Well, one of the things that I've always been pushing on the industry and the organizations is it's been my experience that so many of the people in, uh, in organizations in our space are directly involved in their community. Some in some incredible ways, right? They're not only are they, as an organization, providing jobs and opportunity and those kinds of things, but they're actively engaged in their communities, whether it be Habitat for Humanity, veterans and military charities, whatever whatever their passion is. I see almost every organization out there has these deep passions, but nobody wants to talk about it, right? So it's it's almost like this thing that's being done on the sideline. They're you know they're 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 collecting all of these toys for Toys for Tots, and then nobody's ever talking about it. So yeah. the only storylines out there about the industry are the negative things because the industry is almost too humble to talk about the things that they're doing that are positive for the community. And I've spent a lot of my time coaxing people into having that discussion in a public forum because I think it's important. Um, and that's something that I, you know, we, I saw with you guys early on too. Like you weren't afraid to talk about what your organization was doing and how it was engaged in helping in the local community. Uh, and now it's something that I think every organization really needs to consider and, and ultimately be doing in our space. Because again, you're not going to tell the story who is. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like we're, we're not special. We're not doing something so different than everybody else. Like everybody has these good stories. So every agency has these great stories of what they do or how they helped or a great client that they helped stay in business. Um, and so why not share it and let other people know and see what we're doing? Um, and, it, and it's really it's it's growing the brand for not only your company, um, but for the industry, you know, mm -hmm. so, you, so you, you try, you change stereotypes and you're building brand. And um, if, if a consumer goes on your website, you're building your brand for them. If they, someone that you're thinking about um, submitting a resume that you might hire, they're going on. And what's your brand? They're all trying, all these people are trying to figure out the brand of your company in the industry and what's going on. Agreed wholeheartedly. So, you know, one of the, another one of the things that I've noticed about your organization as I look online is all the positive reviews that you're you're able to generate, right? And I know that that's been a big push for organizations over the past couple of years, but very few have found the nuance that has enabled them to collect these positive reviews. And I've had conversations with other groups that are, are very tech forward facing and you know are totally revolutionary. But I know it's also being done with the more traditional style debt collection processes. You know, what kind of things are you guys doing to generate these, this positivity amongst those consumers? 
Yeah, so so we really started focusing on uh, consumer compliments um, probably about three years ago, two or three years ago, and and we realized the importance in it. Um, again, kind of almost going back to the branding, but we kept telling our collectors all the good that they're doing, right? And and we all the industry we always knew we were wearing the white hats, right? We were righting wrongs every day, and we're telling our collectors, "You guys are helping people. You're doing so good. You're doing great." And for them to start hearing it from consumers was just reinforcing that, wow, hey, wait a minute, maybe I am doing something good. Hey, uh, you got that compliment? Wow, you're doing something really good. So it really went to reinforce what we were trying to say and the story that we were trying to tell. Now we're getting consumers saying this stuff. Thank you so much uh, for helping me. Uh, thanks for listening. You know, I never talked to a debt collector that was so nice and kind. And, and, and again, all agencies are getting these, these compliments. So we said, we said, what do we do with these? Let's start tracking them and uh, let's start putting it out there. So not only the collectors realize what they're doing good, but we're telling the world, hey, this is what we're doing. We're helping people. And here's what they're saying. You know, I've never been treated like this before by a collection agent. Thank you. I didn't know what to do. I, I, I was afraid. Um, and so it's really a lot of um, responses of surprise because they had their perception of what they were going to get um, and they got something different. So we started compiling them and starting to put it out there and put it on social media and um and not only like I started posting them on, on um, Twitter and LinkedIn and, hey, here's some consumer compliments we're getting. And this year, I think it was like over 2,100 that we actually tracked consumer compliments. Like so a collector actually had to send an email, say, hey, here's what I just got. Like so it's like it's the collector had to take a few minutes out of their time and, and send it. So that's 2,100 that we actually tracked. Um, and so we started posting them on social media and to, to the extent where I started attaching like the mass attorney general's Twitter onto a, onto my post. So they're seeing it and they're getting it and because I want to tell the story to them too. Right. And so, of course. Yeah. I mean, why, why not tell it to them? Because again, the only time that we have those interactions, right. Unless you're and, and I know that you're actively engaged with, um, with ACA, right? So you're probably already out there having these conversations with AGs and regulators. But if you're not out there doing that, then the first conversation you have with the AG is negative. And so they're looking down their nose at you rather than looking at you as an equal because they have a mutual respect for what you're able to accomplish. Yeah. Now, as you're going through the process like of, of kind of collecting these, how are you getting the consumers to go to Google or these other valuable places to leave those reviews, like sure. mechanisms in place. Is it the collectors yeah. that are kind of driving yeah. the ship? You know, what's that process? Look like? Yeah. So, so um, we've kind of switched um, from just really um, what collectors were hearing. Right. And we started we, really, it started with, with some, one of our work team leaders that was pretty passionate about it and, and we could see her buying about it. So we kind of tapped her and said, Hey, why don't you take this on as your product? And she did. She's like, all right, I'll track them. I'll send them all to me. And um, and so collectors just started emailing it. Hey, I got this. 
And then we started saying, well, let's put it into our CRM so we could say to our clients, Mm -hmm. say, hey, here's what some of your consumers said, right? So that was kind of cool. And then we started tracking it monthly, well, weekly. Uh, She starts sending out an email every week to to the employees um, and to us and and to show and to reinforce all these great compliments. Um, And then we said, then it kind of led into the Google reviews, right? We're like, these compliments are great, right? And we can put them out there for people to see. But but when people Google you, they're not going to see the the compliments that a collector got. So how do we do that? And and that's when we said, all right, let's start working on the Google reviews. Um, so then we start, we, we focused on it. Um, we started with our clients because we all have clients that love us, right? And so we just started asking. It's crazy, right? What you get when you ask. Um, and then we made it easy. Hey, here's a link, you know. So, so if a customer service rep or a salesperson um, heard a good compliment from a client, they say, oh, I love you guys, or I love your website, or I love how you guys treat our uh, customers. Hey, you know, thanks a lot for that. You mind you mind just doing a quick Google review if I send you the link? And they started doing it. Um, and then and then we said, this is great. We we all have good clients, but consumers would they actually do it? Mm-hmm. And that's where we just started really tapping into this the last several months uh, with consumers. Um, actually starting to ask them, you know, we were like, should we ask them a consumer to put a Google review? But, we're, but they're like, absolutely, we'll do that. Um, and, and, you know, in the compliments, um, it was just them doing it because they wanted to do it and, and we wanted to promote it with the Google reviews. We, we didn't know what was going to happen or how we we're going to. So we said, Hey, we'll give you a few bucks if you get one just to start it. And then someone got one. Ground. Yeah. Just to get it off the ground. Yeah. And then one person got one and then someone else got one and we, and we spread it again, make it part of our culture and brand it. Right. So we tried to spread it across the collection staff saying, Hey, he got one. Can you get one? You know, and now it's a little competition. I'm going to get one. And um, and it's all great. And it's all good stuff. Um, it's good stuff that the collectors are focusing on rather than, yeah, I got hung up on three times today. Um, so now the Google reviews are starting to come in and, and we're seeing that pay off. So you've engaged the review process across your whole organization, right? So you're communicating to all the collectors about it. And are you giving credit when you're making those communications? Like, yeah, yeah. 25 that we got this week and here's who got them. Yep. Yeah. So important, right? I mean, they're going to do it, but you got to recognize it and you got to promote it. And so, yeah, so we we have certain um, reviews that we post every, uh, we have a monthly call with our whole company. And and that's one of the sections of of the call that we do. We say, hey, here are some of the great compliments we got. Like I said, we put them on uh, social media. Uh, We have an annual award for the, uh, you know, the person that got the most or the best and different things like that. So absolutely making it part of the culture is hugely important or people aren't going to do it. They're not going to, they're going to say, yeah, this is kind of cool. And then it might just trickle away, but make it part of your culture. I think creating that, that positive culture around it is, is such an important part, right? Like just being able to uh, engage with the individual collectors and I'm sure compensation doesn't hurt especially if you're asking for something that takes more time for them on the phone right if it's going to take them an extra three four minutes to either get the review or communicate it to the rest of the team or, or you know however the the mechanism is working it's taking more time which means that they're not dialing out um, so let me ask you this as you've if you as you've found this focus right on the positivity here is that had a positive effect on liquidation 
Um, you know, that's, I've been asked that question before, and that's a really tough, uh, tough thing to quantify. But I go back to kind of what you said at the beginning. When someone gets a letter from American Property Recovery, what are they going to do first? They're going to Google you. So we can be promoting that we're easy to work with. You know, you're not going to get yelled at if you call us. Here's what other people have said about talking to us. We think that it absolutely will encourage people to contact us, which obviously increases liquidation. Can you quantify it? I don't know. We haven't gotten that far, but we've it's talked reducing about it. the friction. Yep, yep. Right. It's reducing the friction yes. and it's reducing the fear factor of them dialing, you know, calling into you and having that discussion. Yeah. And I'm sure from a creditor perspective, it's something that they're looking at as well and saying, hey, That's right. like, here's opportunity for me to offlay this work to someone that will treat it with the same level of respect that I do. Yes. And I know as from the creditor side, how important that really is. That's right. That's right. And, and think about it um, on the creditor side. What are they doing when they need a collection agency? Googling it, right? The collection agency in my area, uh, dental collection agencies. So what are they seeing? If they if they Google, you know, collection agency for widgets and 10 collection agencies show up and one says 985 reviews, 4.9 stars, and the other nine of them say 23 reviews, two point star, two stars, you know, or 18 reviews. And that's what we typically see. We see like 10, 20, 30 reviews and 2.5 stars. Um, where are you going to go? Where are the, where's that client going to go first? So that's it's really important on that end, too, when people are looking for an agency. Well, if you're looking at the number of stars, right, like those that have the, let's call it 12 to 30 reviews are generally only going to be angry consumers. Yes. One or two employees that went in there because they were frustrated, um, you know, with the negative and and added some positive, which is why you're not one star. Um, But unless you're asking for a positive review, the only reviews you're going to get are negative. Right. And, and we're all going to get those. We 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 get some of those. I mean, they're they're few, but still we get them. Balance, right? Because if I'm getting a hundred positive and two negative, I can live with two negative. Because you're never right. going to make everybody happy. Right. Right. And and, and with millions of consumers. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You you're just pushing down the neg- the the one stars by getting hundreds and hundreds of five stars. Absolutely. And it is a, it's a difficult challenge, but it's been really interesting to watch you and your organization take on that challenge and have such great success with it. Because like I said, I've been watching from the sideline. Um, Jeff, I really appreciate you coming on today. This was a great conversation. Uh, I appreciate you coming on and sharing this. Like I said, you were one of the inspirations that kind of moved me into the media side of this business and gave me some of the courage that I needed to step out into the spotlight and represent our industry the way that I have for the last decade. Um, But I, I, I could not appreciate enough all of the things that you guys have done and being a pioneer and a first mover in the media, in the review space. You guys are definitely an innovative organization. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Yeah, I mean, anyone that's talked to us, they they know that we have a lot of passion for this stuff. We have a lot of passion for for our reputation and and not only our, our brand and reputation, but the industry's brand and reputation and um, one of my mottos is just tell your story and just get out there and tell your story. So I appreciate the time and it was great to talk to you again and hope to see you soon. 
you as well. For those of you that are watching, if you have additional questions that you'd like to ask Jeff and I, you can leave those in the comments on LinkedIn, YouTube. Uh, we'll be responding to the comments on those platforms just as quickly as we can. If you have additional topics that you'd like to see us cover, you can leave those in the comments below as well. I'm sure I can coax Jeff into coming back on again in the future and having another chat with me. But until next time, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on, and I'll talk to you again soon. Take care, Adam.